0: fantasy movie ever made. Lars, how are you doing?
1: I am doing fantastic. I am, uh, yeah, things are, things are pretty great. It's weird, like, being on this, this rush of doing okay. Um, classes are going well, work's going alright, my daughter just ran into my recording space with a a balloon with her name written on it and a, a unicorn drawn on it. So I That's don't awesome. That's I don't the greatest know. Thing in the world. I don't know how much more I could be doing better than than this moment right now. <laughs> um, yeah, things are uh, things are great. We um, we had um, several parties this weekend. We went to a hockey game. It was just announced that um, the Carolina Hurricanes are going to have an outdoor hockey game next season. So That's awesome. yeah, so. Um, I think it's been seven years in a row now that Elizabeth and I have gone to a game. Um, yeah, because they're stupid cheap, and you can still tailgate, like, at a hockey game. Like it's not cold enough. Where yeah. You, can, you, you know, so you can still go and grill out and have you know beers and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff for a hockey game. If you try to do that at the Garden up in Boston, yeah, you're gonna die. There's no way. You're, you're gonna die. Hey, that's Eleanor right there. <laughs> Ellen, Eleanor, go bl- bring your balloon back into the living room. Go. <laughs> All right. Eleanor Ruth making her podcasting debut. Awesome. Yeah, but it was um it was a lot of fun I and mean, and just exciting that they're going to have an outdoor game next season. Cool. Uh, so we're going to try to go to that. Lucas, how how's uh how's your last couple weeks been?
0: Um, it's been fun. We have uh just do- slowly exploring the area more, driving around. Um. Getting lost in the Rocky Mountains. What's your bet? What's,
1: which... what, what's the best? What's the best burger place? That found? <laughs> Eleanor.
0: <laughs> um, go at, to the I'm living actually room. Actually, have, haven't had a whole lot of uh, time to go out and, and find a good like local burger place. Uh, but what? I can walk to. I can. Yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of time just based on going to work and other things. But I can walk to a Smashburger
1: mmm they have smash burger alright and right. it's like it's do they, do they have Ele, do they have elevation burger out there too I think so
0: like there's been a couple that we've marked okay. on our on our list of like
1: we, <laughs> we flagged that on the mini map as a side quest um, go to the, watch the movie <laughs> she's just running around in circles
0: that's fine you know that's what as, as yeah. far as I know
1: this will this will add this will add color <laughs> yes. to
0: the uh... you, you, I'm glad that you've <laughs> embraced free range children um they taste better exactly. that way. Um, <laughs> uh, we've just been looking into stuff. There's a couple of festivals coming up that we want to go to. Uh, we found out about the single greatest. Oh, you found some festivals!
1: Wonderful! Um, <laughs> Lars?
0: I may have found the greatest festival that I've ever heard. Of.
1: The, 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 the 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 festival. Um, it is called. Uh, so let me paint it. Is it? Let me paint a picture. Wait, is this is this the mother festival that all other festivals branch off from? Um, like I this, wish. <laughs> so this is the like like the, not the like lingua franca or whatever. Yeah, it is, the but mother like, this tongue. Is the, yeah, this is this, right? <laughs> Get out of here. So. <laughs>
0: So we are, we are in the mountains, driving around, and we end up in this little tiny town called uh, Netherland, Colorado, and it's this beautiful, picturesque little mountain town. And we go, we stop, and we have some, some hot chocolate, at a used bookstore, we find some books that we've been looking for for a while, and we just drive about our day, and so we start looking into it, and like, oh, they've got a, an annual festival. What is it? Frozen Dead Guy Days. What? So, <laughs> so, we look into it. And apparently, about 1989, I think is what it was, this uh, Norwegian guy comes over from California with his dead grandfather and decides to freeze him cryogenically in this mountain town to reanimate him later on in life. Like Walt Disney? Like Walt Disney, yeah. Or, or Ted Williams or lots of other things. So apparently he turned into this whole deal. He's still frozen in a tough shed somewhere in the town. Then,
1: do they know where? Yeah,
0: I think they do. 'Cause they've made two movies about it called one, Grandpa's Frozen in a Tough Shed, and then a sequel about ten years ago, Grandpa's Still Frozen in a Tough Shed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like because obviously the story of Grandpa's Frozen in a Tough Shed, you know, it left a lot unsaid. Right? Exactly. Like, you know, that there was still things there were still threads to pull on that sweater. There exactly. were still things that you could explore. So, so they they had have- <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I've, I I've, think I've already asked. Often. Of, of all the mov- of all the movies that have like you know, like unwarranted late sequel or threequel, you know, like you know, Godfather one and two comes out, and then Godfather three comes out twenty years later. Should um, never have Grandpa's been Godfather Frozen 3. Godfather, or yeah, you're right. Another discussion. <laughs> Grandpa's Frozen in a what kind of shit? Tough shit. T U F F. Grandpa's th- Grandpa's Frozen in a Tough Shed 3, The Reckoning, needs to happen now. <laughs> so, so this festival... <laughs> <Or what? laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. That's amazing. So That's amazing. What? what or wait, wait. What's your Grandfather's Frozen in a Tough Shed 3, like, colon, what's your subtitle? Uh,
0: I'm going to base it off of an actual event that happens in this... Uh, it's going to be one of or, one or two things. It's Grandpa's Frozen in a Tough Shed Part 3, The Coffin Races, or... <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Or All right. Grandpa's frozen in, Still Frozen in the Tough Shed Part 3, The Musical. Because both of oh. these happened during Frozen Dead Guy days.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: I'm, we're so excited for this. Because the coffin races, you and a team of seven people, it looks like you have to build your own coffin. And then you, you throw one of your people in the coffin and you race in an obstacle course. All six of you carrying this coffin with a person riding in the coffin. So by the way, wow. can I borrow Elliot for a weekend?
1: I, for a weekend, um, I you can raise him. Exactly, I'm gonna put him in the coffin because I need something. I need someone
0: small and technically human.
1: And he fits both of those those exactly. criteria.
0: And then then we just have to worry about building the coffin. We're good.
1: And so so, Dad. Yes, I don't know if you remember this. Um, built a wooden boat mm-hmm. in a weekend. I remember. And he dragged us to it.
0: I, I remember.
1: We we went across the lake in New Orleans and he and he, like, three of his engineering BIW buddies guys, yeah. they were going to build engineering buddies, they are going to build a wooden boat in a day and then race it the next day. Or so, something like yep. that. I would much rather be dragged to the Frozen Dead Guy Festival as a child. Yes. Even, even though that is nightmare <laughs> fuel. Like, that is good old-fashioned, like, well, enjoy these. You are not going to sleep for weeks. Ha ha ha. I would much rather go to that than that wooden boat building festival. Like, I am so
0: excited to see the merch for this thing.
1: God, that's amazing. Yeah. Colorado, man. They got that shit figured out.
0: And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, as we're driving back from Nederland. We missed, like, three turns because Victoria's telling me what's going on in this town. And it's like, what? Shit, we missed a turn again.
1: Because this kept getting more wow. and more absurd. North Carolina has barbecue festivals. There's a pickle festival. Which, I mean, I'm saying things that I enjoy. I yeah. enjoy barbecue. I enjoy pickles. We passed a There's pickle. There's a liver mush festival. When, when
0: we were driving to Nederland, just we found Nederland out in the middle of nowhere. We passed Pickle Gulch. Mm-hmm. We didn't get a chance awesome. to go down. You to should pick, go check yeah, that yeah, out. We're like to you, Bigel
1: you, Gulch. Eventually. You should go down. Yeah, you should go to Beagle Gulch. I mean, th- there are festivals that are lots of fun that we've gone to. There's, there's like, folk festivals here in town. Like I said, there's, you know, barbecue Arts festivals, lots of yeah, like, food related festivals. Six aren't episodes aren't of the All yeah. great. But a Frozen Dead Guy festival, that's really embracing something, like, very specific about that town. I'll get you shirt And that I, t-shirt. I think that. <laughs> We, oh, you don't need to give me a t shirt. You give me get get a ticket <laughs> because when we come out there, it will be for Frozen Dead Guy Festival. Good to know. And then, we'll... holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yikes! Like,
0: I had a I told a friend of mine about this the other day. He's like, "Oh, when we found it, Frozen Dead Guy Days." He's like, "Is that where the Donner Party died?" No, it's so much better.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, this is a lot better. Wow, because like Donner Party is just like sad. Like Donner, Donner Party is is like it's alive. Mm-hmm. Like that that move, you know, it, the, you know, it, it's the it's a moral and ethical and like religious choice to like how, how do I survive all of this and like you know I, I'm gonna make this horrible choice. I'm gonna do this and it's just agonizing. This is just yeah, some dude's frozen somewhere. Let's celebrate he's him. Still frozen. Apparently still <laughs> frozen in dry ice. He's, he's still frozen in a tough shed. So, so, you know, coffin races. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so, wow. That's awesome. That is, that is, and you know what? That's awesomer than anything we watched. And I liked one of the ones that we watched I liked, I
0: liked two and, and a half of these movies.
1: I would say one and a half. <laughs> but, um, we actually have a, a special guest this evening. Um, somebody I roped into watching some horrible fantasy movies with us. Um, Rex. Hello, welcome.
2: Hey, uh, thanks for having me, guys. I enjoyed listening to the show previously. Uh, Lars, I've known you for a number of years now, so really appreciate you guys having me on and um, really enjoyed watching the movies and excited to talk about them.
1: And by appreciate and (laughs) enjoying all this,
2: I'm surprised you're here. Uh, The first one was Cast a Deadly Spell, and I was questioning what I committed Mm -hmm. to at that point.
1: Yeah, and that wasn't even the worst one that we watched. We're going to start with the best one. And the best one we watched was the one I picked. Brave. The Pixar movie. The second animated movie we've done. Second and a half if you consider uh, uh, Beowulf. Oh no, that, that, that's that's totally animated. Yeah. So th- yeah, this is the third okay. one. So we primarily looked at... Live action, But, you know, here's an animated movie. It's a Pixar movie. It's one that I didn't see in theaters. There's a while where I saw the Pixar movies in theaters. And this was one that just skipped me. I saw Um, it. It's a good movie. It's not my favorite Pixar movie. My kids are actually watching one of my favorite Pixar movies right now. They're watching WALL-E. But it's a Pixar movie, so there's a standard of quality that just comes with that. And I feel like this is also pre-Cars 2, and I don't want to like like harp on Cars yes. 2, because Cars 2 was fine, but after Cars 2, it kind of turned a corner, where every Pixar movie that came out was just the best thing that you've ever seen. It was Toy Story, yes. and then Bugs Life, and Toy Story 2, and Finding Nemo, and Incredibles, and Up, and everything was just so good, and then Brave, and then things just started to like they got way too disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's no, way. that's a good way to put it. Brave um it you know, it was a really good story. It's you know, it's a young Disney princess that doesn't want to be a princess and she has mm-hmm. fabulous red hair and she's mm-hmm. free-spirited and that's kind of it for me. As far as she goes, and I, I feel terrible saying that, but that's kind of her character, is that she has red hair and she's free-spirited. Free yeah. She doesn't want to you know, be trapped in her life, and then she goes ahead and like does some different things, and her mom turns into a bear, and she has to stop her mom from being a bear forever. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. Little kids get naked, and then that's the movie. Yeah, well, that's, that's about that's the, movie. the movie. I thought Brave was fun. I mean, it, you know, it, it's it's a movie that after you watch How to Train Your Dragon, you see how it's done better. Yeah. But I feel like it was really empowering to see like a, a princess that didn't want to be a princess. But I've also seen that in a bunch of other movies. The whole bear thing. I don't know. The whole bear thing, like, you know, I didn't get the, you know, Substitute bears for dragons. This was how to train your dragon, at least like the first part of it. And I felt like how to train your dragon was done better.
2: the really surprising part to me was that's the only Pixar movie I think I've ever watched where there was no surprise. Like it was very structured according to the tropes, like you said, mm-hmm. of princess who doesn't want to be a princess. It had the almost kind of Katzenberg type of like yeah. smirking kind of comedy to it. Yeah, with the the wisecracking family, and it was just a lot more formulaic than a lot of the other Pixar movies. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with it but it just is missing the magic that the other Pixar movies yeah. have and it's, and
0: as a father of a daughter I, I, I love I'm enjoying it a lot it's, I love the, a lot the of girl
2: empowerment like... part of it
0: it plays it safe, and it, I, it had a pretty troubled production, from what I from what I remember. And it was originally supposed to be the bow and the bear was the title, and it had a whole thing about that it was supposed to be a big was supposed to be a bigger deal in the story.
1: And, and, and it was really tough to get the bear to set, mm-hmm. and like the the girl was always in her trailer all the time. You know, it's really rough. <laughs> so I, I could see how this was plagued. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I... I love how he just like plays through that like. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a fucking awful bad dad joke. We're just gonna like, just go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, it um, it was fine. But the thing is, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. I like it when it's on. It's really pleasant. But as you said, that there are better examples of that of that kind of media. It's fun. Uh, I, I I will. I have nothing bad to say. No. About yeah. No. Is no. This this was it's good. No, mm-hmm. I have nothing but bad, not bad not to say about this movie,
1: or... and, I, and I, I I almost feel like that's. That's probably the best. That's probably the worst thing to say about this movie is that I have nothing bad to say about it. But when I'm like going through my head and listing off all the Pixar movies, Mm -hmm. this is not one that I think of. I don't even remember it. Yeah, and and it was fine. Like it's a good movie, but I don't like. I don't rattle this one off. Like I I rattle off Finding Nemo and Wall-E and The Incredibles and Toy Story and Ratatouille and like I, I. this one just kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah, it's it almost it's, a, it's the redheaded stepchild. Literally. literally, literally. Yeah, no, that's
2: that's the other thing. It, that for me is if I do remember it, I remember as like, oh, that, what's the redhead's name? Like, I and I'm not saying that re- like rhetorically. I literally don't this, know her name. I've enough.
1: literally not referred to her name this whole time because I don't remember I do, her, I don't name. Know her name. Merida. Oh, well, there it is. Okay. Right. So thank, so thank you. Thanks, Lucas. This, this
0: kind of here's the best this is a pixar b-side
1: yeah oh
2: yeah yeah. there we Uh go yep which is high praise for most movies (laughs) oh most movies should like hope for being a a pixar (laughs) b-side right and that's why they're we're we're comparing it to the a's and maybe that's just unfair because it is nothing no complaints i have nothing against them it's
1: also one of those like down the line hipsters in 20 years like this will be their favorites. Yep. Like, oh no, fuck the A sides. You gotta, you gotta check out the Pixar B sides. And brave is that one. <laughs> so
0: I think, yeah, that's about the best we can
1: say. Not the best. It's about. I think it's not a whole lot really to say about
0: it, unfortunately. So no, it, 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 it's a fun. One?
1: It's a fun movie. It's fine.
0: Second worst movie. Um. So I was. I have a tendency to just go on to Amazon Prime or uh, Netflix. And I'll, I'll look up fantasy films or words that are triggered by fantasy movies, you know, sword, dragon, things like that. And I was on one of my... A, a website that I, I frequent, TV Tropes, and just looked up fantasy movies, and they mentioned Cast a Deadly Spell. And I'm like, okay, well, what is this? And it seemed exactly up my alley. And started looking into it more and more. I'm like, I, I really need to watch this. Because this is exactly what, what we talk about mm-hmm. a lot. And... It's a 1991 HBO television made-for-TV movie. So this is right up your alley. Yeah, this is very much up my alley. I just I I, I like postmodern kind of the blending of genres, kind of like uh, Orc Wars, Dragonfire, the the Cowboys versus Orcs, or like this is kind of in the vein of Bright, where you have the uh, it's kind kind of like kind of like Bright in the same in the same way of it's a fantasy detective, hard boiled detective movie. It's oh, it's oh yeah, movie.
1: well absolutely, and and they got the hard boiled stuff down awesome. Like this, this is yeah. Nero Wolf, This is the singing detective. This you know any sort of postmodern attempt to do like a you know a noir kind of thing, like a Raymond Chandler kind of thing. They nailed that to a T. They got that half absolutely on point. Yeah. Where it failed for me... Yeah, it, where it failed for me was the fantasy aspect. It's a very high-concept movie. Tell us A to B um, plot.
0: Hard-boiled detective in alternate universe 1948 where magic exists. He is the only person in town who does not use magic and he needs to find a book for a rich British dude. I kind of loved this. That doesn't mean I thought it was good, but I kind of loved this because... So one of my favorite shows of the past 15 years has been this show called Steven Universe. It's about a kid who lives with these three immortal warriors, and they have been on the planet since forever. The world's the same, but there are changes to the world that have happened. and You can see them, like, uh, just certain things. It's not New York City, it's Empire City. Uh, it's not New Jersey; it's just Jersey. They're Hollywood takes Hollywood is in Kansas. There's a bunch of little tiny changes to the world. Mm-hmm. So the closest thing that I can think of to this movie is Bright.
2: Yeah, feels a lot like feels a lot like Bright. Yeah, yeah um, Bright. Lars and I talked a lot about it. good. That.
0: Bright doesn't seem to realize that it's asking a lot to say that the world's the same, even though they have been there for a thousand years. That magic and orcs and elves have been there for a thousand years, and the world's the same. So in Cast a Deadly Spell, mm-hmm. to get around this, magic has only been wildly, widely available or back in popular consciousness or usable for less than 30 years. Because there's an offhand comment about the time between World War I and World War II. So the world's the same, but magic has just become a thing. And I really appreciated that. And I really appreciated the crazy puppetry in it. The puppets are fantastic. Oh yeah. I don't know why they how they got them to be that look that good, but I was blown away. Like this is a, a made for TV movie. How did how did your puppets look this good?
1: Well, it's it's not TV, it's HBO. <laughs> oh. We talked about this in the in your intro that it got the the noir part down. Oh yeah. Perfect. This was yeah. this was a like it, take away the magic part of it. This was a wonderful like se- like you know and just another noir forties Raymond Chandler. It like they did that great. The fact that it just hinted at the magic stuff was so frustrating.
0: Yeah, because it never it never went full ho- whole hog with it. Exactly, and I like this. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, if it. If it went whole hog, this would have been one of the greatest movies ever. Because, like, they got the tone right. They got the, the detective right. Like, Fred Ward as a grizzled, like, Sam Spade-esque detective was perfect.
0: I, I'd mark out for Fred Ward and basically everything he does, and I don't know why specifically. But whenever he's in something, I'm like, I'm
1: there for it. Well, yeah, because he's in he's, Tremors, and he was great yeah. in Tremors, and he, like...
0: He's great in the right
2: stuff. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. As, as Gus Grissom, Absolutely. So like they, they they nailed all of that, but it just it didn't go far enough with the
2: magic. The thing for me with the magic was that it's like you could use this as a as a class on how not to world build because yes. they yep. they took all of the they like took all the ingredients of world building. But they didn't know why you use any of them, and they just sort of like shook them up in a bag and dumped them dumped <laughs> them out. And it's yeah, like there's yeah, no yeah. like what? Why is it raining blood? Like I don't know. It's, what, what it's a magic what, thing. Right. It, That's what it, right? Exactly. There's like, magic, why does this, so...
0: this rich British dude have a history of magic when it's only been around for a while? Right. Yes. Well, well, also right. A
1: good question. Right. Well, and, and I almost thought like I I liked your point, Lucas, that like magic was a new thing. Like, I like that magic Mm -hmm. just opened up. So, it's almost like... It's like Evil Dead, where the Necronomicon was read and it was just opened. And this movie posits that we didn't put them back in the book. Like, all the magic was still released. But we never saw that moment where the magic was opened up and, like, strewn about on the world. Whereas in Bright, Bright was like magic was always a thing, and it just evolved... This was very clearly magic's a new thing. What was that thing that made magic happen? Why are right. some people leery and of it? Like the,
2: the, the part that was weird is that they kept alluding to that. Like, yes. If they had just said, yeah, magic's a thing, it's new, moving on, then that would be more okay. But they they made like 20 or 30 references to stuff without explaining it. So you just keep right. being like, what? You used, to be, you used to be able to kill someone normally. What I want to know is...
0: With all of the
2: gritty reboots
0: we get all the time, with all of the the rehash of old things, why hasn't this gotten some kind of HBO series? Because it's their IP. Hmm. Why? Why? That where is, is, is this fantastic tw- question? Where is this twelve episode miniseries that captures popular consciousness?
2: Right. There's got to be a dozen directors or showrunners that could take it and run with it. Exactly. I don't know. It's.
0: I appreciated that it was kind of. It was. It felt about 20 years ahead of its time mm-hmm. but at the same time it also felt like it, it never knew what it wanted it to be
2: yeah one of the other parts that really jumped out to me in that way like you said about not knowing what it wanted is the book was a MacGuffin for the first two thirds to three fourths of the movie we had no idea what it was or why it was it was just a MacGuffin until at the end it was like oh crap it's not big deal. it actually really matters <laughs> Right. Right. The only yeah. The only so reason the, we know I, it's, I feel like, it, we,
0: like you only know it's evil because David Warner is obviously evil. Right. Right.
1: Well, I, I think Lucas. This this almost suffers from the same sort of thing that Last Airbender suffered from was that I was disappointed more that this movie it. ruined a concept. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it didn't do enough with this concept, so we didn't see this again until Bright. And Bright still had its problems, but at mm-hmm. least it kind of went a little bit further. But this is such a cool idea, it ruined it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it, it, didn't, it didn't do enough with this idea. You know, again, it, it got half of the equation right. It got the noir part right. If you're going to set a noir in a fantasy world, it just wasn't enough for me to buy that. And I, and I, 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 I liked it, but it was just... I wanted so much more from it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I. I and there's some really, really good bits in it, like the the friggin' soup demon. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And it just goes hard right in the middle of it, and then kind of ratchets it back.
2: Yeah. And um, I really loved a like a le- legitimately sympathetic, heartfelt portrayal of a gay character at, yeah. at that point in time. Super progressive. Right? really nice yes absolutely it wasn't it wasn't a um comic relief or anything it was just a like a legitimately sympathetic character yeah, yeah.
1: which which was really great i mean it, it you know again it, it's i can see how this was an hbo movie mm-hmm. because of some something like that but then they could take chances on things i just wish that like well hell it's hbo let's 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 let this fucking mm-hmm. thing ride like, mm-hmm. like let's open this thing up let's see what where we can go with this yeah, the I, part
2: they seemed to be missing was a producer on set going, guys, this doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> right. Right.
0: <Yeah. laughs> and there needed to be one other person like, you know
1: that this is a movie, right? Just go a little bit more. <laughs> little bit more. <laughs> right. Right. <Yeah. laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, not the worst thing I, I've seen, but honestly, this was probably one of the more disappointing I've seen. Agreed. Because... I think it could have been so much better. I will say this: I'd watch it again. Oh, absolutely! Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah! No, th- th- this was not a bad movie. It was just it could have been so much better. Totally agree. And, and I think that's that's what what sours it for me a little bit is that like just with a little bit more oomph, it could have been better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no amount of oomph that could help Rex's movie. Yes.
2: Speaking of things I would watch again, that one is not.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Rex, I invited you on as a, hey, I'm going to watch a movie with my brother. We're going to watch some movies. Yep. How about you go pick one out? And you picked one out. I did pick one out. So go ahead and
2: tell folks what you picked out. So um, I picked out The Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. And I am going to try to describe the plot, but this is going to be very broad strokes, and I'm going to leave out a lot because I didn't understand it. So at a high level, I think what happened (laughs) is there was a good ruler of a kingdom in which there is magic. And he has a son and a daughter, and a bad guy tries to usurp and in the process of the coup, the good ruler teleports his son to question mark. And I'm going to come back to that. And then basically the entire movie is the son on a journey of adventures back to fight the usurper and restore good rule to his dad's kingdom. That, yeah, that's a, that's a rough... So, I, I took notes. Oh, I have you're, a lot of notes.
0: Yeah, you're right there. It's just, this was the strangest thing I have seen in a while because <laughs> it was an indirect sequel to Deathstalker.
1: Which, okay, right there. Bang. Uh, actually, gong. Because this movie starts with a gong. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. Thank you. <laughs> Good. There are clips from Deathstalker. And I know that Roger Corman is like you know an efficient movie maker,
2: but he uses clips from Deathstalker. Well, well, so here's the reason for that. So I did some research on this movie after I was completely confounded. You're on a list now. Yeah. So (laughs) the reason for the reused footage is because after production, after um, shooting was complete, they had 58 minutes of usable footage. Emphasis on the word usable. And so they, the movie is an hour and eighteen minutes long.
0: Yeah, so it's a twenty-minute prologue of of stock footage.
2: So they had to, f- yeah, they had to fill in twenty minutes with stuff from other. So things. what wow. I want to know is,
0: was this the first attempt to do a Deathstalker cinematic
2: cinematic universe? Yes. This, yeah. be, this is the MCU of Deathstalker. It, and th- such an apt comparison. I mean, in terms of level of investment and
1: quality. We're all Star Trek people. Mm -hmm. And we grew up with Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Rex, I know that you grew up with Star Trek as well. The music sounds a lot like Krull. Yeah. Which sounds a lot like Wrath of Khan. Yep. Which sounds a lot like Battle Beyond the Stars, which is this. Yeah, this is literally the soundtrack from from Battle Beyond the Stars. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I love that. And there's... I can't describe it Mm -hmm. vocally... But there are musical cues and notes and themes that, are like, oh, I'm, where's Spock dying?
2: So my my wife watched, <coughs> well, she tried to watch it with me. She fell asleep after about 15 minutes. Um, not out of boredom, but more like, you know, if you listen to somebody who's speaking a language you don't know, <laughs> you eventually just kind of tune out, and um, that's kind of more like what was going on with her so she she passed out after about 15 minutes but um she has uh, two degrees in music and the one thing she pointed out to me was she actually spoke up because we had the subtitles on she said the, the the subtitles description of the music like suspenseful sting or whatever she's like that doesn't match what's happening right now <laughs> it's like they took music from something else that doesn't fit and just played it on top of this Right, and that is literally yeah. what happened.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it mm. and, and I understand how, like, James Horner. You know, maybe it's like a first draft of something, and like you reuse it. But there's literally like musical, like, it's like violin. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not chords, like, or scales. Maybe yeah. it's violin scales, mm-hmm. like da 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 That's a horrible rendition of it, but you hear that in crawl you definitely hear that in rap of yep (laughs) and you definitely hear that here to the point where i was listening to music and i kept thinking wait a minute where have i heard this yeah i've heard this a lot because i've watched that movie a lot and it it just like it, it completely took me out of it and i understand like roger corman saving a buck but yeah Wrath of Khan was a pretty big goddamn fucking movie. Yeah, I don't like, know. You know what, maybe, what you... maybe that's
2: why they couldn't sh- reshoot it. <laughs> like, what, yeah. why would you, like, why would you use Wrath of Khan as your theme? So, before we get too much further, because this is something that happened in the first minute of the movie, so I don't know, I'm assuming you guys noticed. It's really hard not to. The dialogue in this movie is looped. Yeah. And it is looped so badly... That it is almost unwatchable. Yeah. Did, did
1: you catch that too, Lucas?
0: Yeah, no, the dialogue's terrible, and it's it's got terrible ADR. I, Awful. I, yep.
2: The one that I just felt physically ill watching, it was the princess. Oh, because, God. Because, like, the audio of her looped dialogue was, it popped, it was really crisp, she was really enunciating and emoting. You could tell the actress in the scene is mumbling her lines. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's a mush mouth. Yeah. Yeah but that i mean that they were all that way like every single every single scene every single actor with the exception of bo svensson was unwatchably bo
1: svensson looked. is he the is, is he the death stalker like <laughs> yeah, he's, substitute? He's, the, he's the which I, I actually dubbed him as injury follower because he's not death stalker like he's not <laughs> up to the level of death stalker he is injury follower Like, he is just this lame-ass...
2: He's lame. He's 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 lame. He's not even a cool alcoholic. He's He's a sad alcoholic.
1: He's a sad, depressing... He's basically Otis, or Odie from, like, Andy Griffith. Yeah. With a sword. Yeah. It it really is just, like, this whole movie was just sad. I almost feel like Roger Corman got to the end of, like, his contract. I'm gonna make nine movies, or I'm gonna make ten movies in Argentina. Yeah. I have made nine.
2: We got like 50k left. We've
1: got 50k left, and at least like 20 minutes of another movie's and reel. Oh, a,
2: a lot of little people. Oh, you,
1: you see that a lot. That, that's that's not something that, like, I, to this point, at this point, but point I, but at this point, I've
2: even like whatever. Like the thing is, pointlessly. Like the, well, yeah. those, most of them, as far as I can tell. Like a, there was the one guy who was like a dwarf. Like you're clearly playing a dwarf. A right. bunch of them are just like you just work for the king. And but why why is he why does he mainly only employ little people?
1: Maybe he's like you know equal opportunity. Maybe maybe he's awful but progressive in some ways.
2: Very stacked on the little people equal opportunity side. To the point where there's
1: slaves. Yeah. These are awful movies. <laughs> these, these are awful. So, you know. And it sucks um, because
0: Roger Corman is is an
1: American treasure. It does. Right. He is an American treasure. So you, confusing. It is confusing. Like, I, I feel weird about loving Roger Corman and also hating his proclivity to <laughs> subjugate midgets.
2: Love Roger Corman, hate his body of work. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Ooh. Speaking of other reasons to love Roger Corman and hate and feel confused, The Naked Mermaid. Yeah. So Notice that one. The, well, the, see, that was no—that that was strange. No reason for that at all. all. I'm
1: gonna stop you right there, Rex. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a very clear compared reason.
0: To, <laughs> compared to the rest of his, re- the other Death Stalker movies, I was. This was downright tame.
2: <laughs> oh, I could show this to that's, my kids. That's really true. I mean, you had to be looking for it to catch the boob in the waves, but I also noticed Bo Svensson throughout the entire movie. I don't know if I'm really gonna like you know, help you out or whatever. Mermaid, he's in that, he's in that river in like one second. Well the kid
1: doesn't have any boobs. That's why. I mean, come on. That's a that's clearly understandable. I don't know if we've talked these movies to death. I don't I'm sure that we haven't, but there was one shining light, there was one missed opportunity, and one I here's the the thing about the movie. Here's the bad here here here's the death knell of a bad movie when it's boring. And I felt like most of Wizards was just boring. Like, I, I just, I, I, ugh. What what else do we have to say about any of these? Rex, do you have anything else? To... I mean,
2: I've got I've got notes for days. I'm pretty sure Lucas does too. Uh, okay, with 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 Wizards,
0: I kind of loved I wish that they had had more of the magic duels cuz that was actually interesting and cool and kind yeah. of control. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. there was that weird bit that looked like an 80s
2: album cover with the the lion bat centaur in space. Oh, yeah. I didn't even understand that. I didn't know what was going on, but it ruled. Yeah, I didn't understand what was happening or how we got there or why it ended, but... Yeah, that was pretty cool. Did you guys notice the knights who say me? Yes. Yes. Yep, there's that. And, oh, I'm sorry. Oh,
1: I forgot my favorite line of all the things that we watched. The kid's on the river with injury, Walker. And he says, you know, we need to build a raft. You know how to build a raft. I built more rafts then you have had hot dinners. So like <laughs> like you build like a raft like every fucking day? Like um like how had... h- how many rafts have you built? Why are you building so many rafts? That's a lot of rafts. That's a lot so of that, rafts. That is an and, excessive and, and it's the number of point number where rafts. I feel like if I'm living my life and I'm building so many rafts, I, I got to wonder what's going on with my life. Like why why am I building so many rafts? There was... To to what end?
2: There were so many confusing things about this movie like that. Yep. One when the dad teleported <coughs> teleported his kid, it seemed like he teleported him like just outside the castle for yep. safety for safety. Mm-hmm. But then it took him somewhere between 3 days and a month. I'm not really sure how the time, time. passed. Yeah. So that makes it seem like he teleported him to like the other side of the continent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's that. There's zombies. There
2: were zombies. There's weird muppets in wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. Oh, one big question I had—could either of you guys explain this to me? Right after the teleportation, the first time the kid tries to use magic, okay, he's basically like, "I, I can't use magic outside the castle. Right. My magic doesn't work outside the castle, and I don't have the ring, which is the other way I can do magic." Right. He then proceeds to do magic and has no problem doing any magic for the rest of the movie. Right. So, like, what was the was the ring for?
1: Bad screenwriting. Po- yeah. poor, poorly written movie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe he was just, like, so good at ma- magic that, like, he didn't need the ring or the place. Right. Like, like deep down, he was the ring oh, and the place.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: You're not watching this, but Rex's head just exploded. Yeah.
0: The magic was the
2: friends we made along the way. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the sort of pedophilia, super creepy, with the guy on the... Oh, yeah. The bad guy on yeah. the princess. Yeah. That was but the, very o- uncomfortable. the only
0: the only actor in the film who seemed to be to give a damn, kind of like Raul Julia in in Street Fighter, like, wow, you are a better actor than this movie deserves. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. he 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 gave a damn and he gave a damn being a pedophile. He showed up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which makes me question like, don't give that guy a van. <laughs> like you you're method acting, my friend. I would say that these movies or a mixed bag. Where would we put? Let, let's start with the best one. With let's brave. start with the best one. Where, where where would we put Brave?
0: Okay, my thing that it is definitely not worse than. It's definitely not worse than the Never Ending Story.
1: I would put Brave above Never Ending, yeah. ending Story. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yep. So after that is Pirates Two. Yep. I think it's better than Pirates mm-hmm. Two. Mm-hmm. All right, Sorcerer's Apprentice. I think it's better than Sorcerer's Apprentice. Okay, Pirates Three. It's getting harder for me to say better than.
0: Yeah, I think I might I think it's probably I'm having better. a hard
1: time with Sorcerer's Apprentice. I, I could see between Sorcerer's Apprentice and Pirates 2.
0: Okay. I think I'd agree with that too. Alright, cast a Deadly Spell. I think it's better than Dragonfire. I don't think it's better than Twilight.
1: I would agree with you there. Dragonfire was the one with like the out in Cowboy. the desert with the um the tank, right? Yeah. That was a fun movie. Mm -hmm. Twilight made sense and and it all had
2: a, like a logical, Mm -hmm. what's below Twilight? Can can I ask a question on that though? Yeah. If it's not obvious, Lars and I are actually literally physically standing next to each other right now. If after we end this recording, we're like, we're going to pour some scotch and watch a movie. Would you rather watch Cast a Deadly Spell or Twilight? Cast a Deadly Spell. I've watched Twilight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to watch that again. (laughs) Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I would say Deadly Spell above Twilight, but right. but no higher.
0: Okay. Well, what's at what's above Twilight is uh, Inkheart.
1: Wait. So it's Inkheart blank Twilight. Yes. I watched Katha, Deadly Spell above Inkheart.
0: All right. Then the one that's better than Inkheart is a Neverending Story.
1: Ooh. Yeah, I put it in between. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I put that in between. It's a, it's a half a good movie.
0: <laughs> okay. does that make sense yeah then i'm gonna then with uh wizards
2: can i can i answer this one for you what what's at the bottom of your list
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my friend you have not lived (laughs) until you've seen the bottom of our list oh god uh it's it's bad it's it's a it
0: is abandoned hope ye who enter here here's my thought the bottom Five are in order P-51 Dragonfighter, The Warrior and the Sorceress, Hobbit Battle of Five Armies, Dwarves of Dragon Mountain, and Lord of the Elves. It's not worse than any of those.
1: It's not worse than any of those. You're right. Okay.
2: So. But I would
1: say that it's not better than any of those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Do any of those use um, 20% of their footage recovered from other bad movies
0: actually a surprising amount um okay well wow. my my thought because it wasn't as relentlessly bad as the original death stalker with no with no
1: rape
2: didn't have any uh well actually there was no i had a note here a Rape. i did have a rape note there was rape in the beginning mm-hmm.
1: but not a, a extensive and it's probably a, a scene from death that the rape
2: the thing is I would probably
0: watch Last Airbender over this. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. something happens in Last Airbender; it's prettier. Uh, yes, but that sounds good, Lars. It's nice talking with you, Rex. Nice meeting you. Same. And I will. Uh, we'll get back to you guys later. All right, later. Thank you. Bye.
1: And um, thank you for listening.
0: You folks have a good night. We could be found on Twitter and Instagram at Sword In Board um, We are currently on. Podbean and Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Um, if you have any recommendations, drop us a line at swordandboardcast.gmail.com. Our theme song, Goblin Road Trip, is produced by Ryan Boyd. You can find them at at Ryan Boyd on Twitter. And our logo is produced by Wes Forbis.